Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. Hey, God bless the Lord's favor, grace, and blessing be upon all of you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I want to talk to you today about a new strategy of how demons enter, fresh hot off the press. And I want to take a few moments to do some Q&A with you guys. I want to talk to you for a few moments on how to recognize the new strategy of when a demon is entering your mind. When a demon is entering your mind. Now, first and foremost, let me share this with you guys. Um, What I'm sharing is not absolute. Do me a favor. Uh, Don't get literal. Uh, Don't get absolute with what I'm saying. I'm speaking parabolic, metaphoric, enigmatic, um, and just trying to uh, help us get a little bit more insight um, because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. What are, what are these weapons? Um, well, nevertheless, they are uh, various truths hidden throughout Scripture, hidden throughout the Old Testament, uh, the book of Acts, and the book of Revelation. They're not hidden in the book of the... They're not hidden in the epistles. Actually, what were the books that the early apostles looked to when they were writing their epistles? Well, the Old Testament, the Gospels, the Book of Acts, and the Book of Revelation, if they even had the Book of Revelation at that time. All right, now watch this. I'm going to share a statement with you guys. I want to I hear your thoughts on it. Um, I'm going to jump in and out of the chat room, and let's wrestle in dialogue with this thing. All right, now, I'm going to be rough. I'm going to say something, you're going to be like, wow, like, really? Okay, here's what I believe um, is an identification uh, is an identification of what I believe is an indicator that a demon is trying to enter or breach the wall uh, of the subconscious or your mind or your spirit uh, to enter in. Um, let me give you an example. The only way that I can share this is this. When you, as a believer, now this is going to rub you the wrong way, because it might sound legalistic, what I'm about to say, but ride with me on this. All right? We're still forming this. When you, as a believer, well, first of all, the Bible is very specifically clear concerning the sanctification of the believer. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 says, this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that each person should know how to possess their vessel, which is you, and your body, in honor. Not only that, uh, the Apostle Paul in various other epistles and 
the Apostle Peter says, I want to stir up the loins of your mind by way of remembrance uh, concerning um, he that names the name of Christ must depart from all forms of, of sin. The Apostle Paul also says in Thessalonians, the book of Thessalonians also talks about, listen to me, abstain from all appearance of evil. Abstain from all appearance of evil. All appearance of evil. Now watch this. I'm going to show you something. When a believer, watch this. When you start listening to secular music, listen to me, secular music. Now, secular music don't take you to hell. Uh, listening to secular music doesn't mean you're not saved or not a believer. But I want you to, I want you, I'm going to show you something. When a believer is in a place of sanctification and then for, for some reason breaks away from that place of sanctification and begins to listen to secular music, or uh, secular movies for long periods of time. Let's just say, let's just say today, uh, the last couple of days you was on a fast, you was praying, getting it in, and let's say, let's say today you decide to take watch a movie or two or three or four movies on Netflix, or today you decide to just kind of wild out a little bit and just spend the whole day listening to secular music. Now watch this. When you wake up, listen to me, when you wake up the next day and you have a headache, that is a demon trying to penetrate and break in or finding or has gotten a breach in your subconscious. Listen to me. I know that sounds crazy. I know it sounds off the wall, but it makes perfect sense. Many of you randomly. I'm not talking about biological disorder. I'm not talking about inordinate sleep patterns. I'm not talking about you ate something off. Those are factors that play into that. But when you find that the day before you spent an, uh, an enormous amount of time secularized or secularizing and the next day in the morning you wake up with a headache, listen to me. I know I'm hearing from God on this. I just haven't formed it yet. When you wake up the next day and you're like, man, I got a headache. And watch this. And then you go to the bathroom or to, 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 the, to the kitchen or to the medical medicine cabinet in your home. You take the Advil, the Tylenol. Watch this. Watch this. And a couple of hours later, the headache did not leave. It is spiritual. It is spiritual. Listen to what I'm saying. Come on, guys. I, I know everything in a demon. I get it. Believe it or not, I'm one of those that it's hard to get me to do your deliverance in my house because I'm troubleshooting every natural uh, process to troubleshoot whether this thing is really a demon before you get to the place of deliverance. When you wake up the next day, listen, when you wake up the next day and you have a migraine headache, it is a demon. The demon has latched itself onto your subconscious, to your eye gates, your ear gates, your, your, your taste, touch, smell, hear, and see. And it is trying to penetrate. Listen, and it can happen to an, it can happen to whatever rank you are. Let me tell you something. When you spend the day before in an enormous amount of time secularizing this thing, you know, cause we're not religious. 
You know, that's legalism. We can watch movies. Of course you can watch movies and listen to secular music. No one is telling you, you know, to be Christian, you got to eliminate those things. Now, I don't do it. All right. Now, I don't listen to that stuff, but that's just the nature of my ministry that requires me. Or it's the reason why I grow my beard. My beard is my vow of the Nazarite. And you guys, if you don't know that, uh, then now you do. I don't grow this for looks. This is my vow of the Nazarite. No secular in my life in anything. You know, I just, that's just me. All right. Now watch this. What I have found is when I wake up the next day with a splitting headache. Now watch this. Listen to me. If the headache comes always on a particular day, it is a demon. Watch this. If the headache comes the day after some sort of oversaturated place of secularism in your life where you just spent the whole day uh, watching Netflix and probably didn't even pray and didn't read your word and it happens. Let me not super spiritualize my life. I have days where I don't pray and I have days where I don't read my Bible. It just, I don't, I have days, you know, like it happens, you know, I don't get, I don't feel condemned about it. You know, this, you know, we're human. Like, you know, like I'm not praying all day. I ain't a Shaolin monk. You know what I'm saying? Like I have days I ain't pray. You know, I have days I ain't read the word, you know, like, or whatever. But here's what I have found that when there is an over a saturation, uh, with secularism, secularism, uh, where your eye gates and your ear gates or your feet, watch this. It comes in three levels, eyes, hands, and feet. That's why Jesus said, cut out your eye, cut out your hand and cut off your feet. Did you catch what I just said? Why did Jesus say that? Listen, that's the only scripture that I have to authenticate potentially that what I'm saying, I'm on to something, is Jesus said, gouge your eye out. He said, cut your hand off. He also said, cut your feet. Now, we both know, we both know that Jesus ain't saying, cut your hand, cut your eye, or cut your feet. But why is Jesus saying, hey, your your eye can, can your hand can, your feet can potentially open the door to a demon? Now watch this. Watch this. Romans chapter 6. Man, I'm a beast in this deliverance thing. To God be the glory. I just, I just, sometimes I surprise myself. Thank you, Jesus, for the Holy Ghost, because it's all him, not me. Romans chapter 6. This stuff just comes to me, y'all. Romans chapter 6 says, present not the members of your body, the members of your body parts as instruments of evil and instruments of unrighteousness. That's a heavy statement. That's a heavy statement because this is letting me know my eye can have a demon. My hand can actually have a demon. My feet can have a demon. Cut it out or gouge it out does not mean, listen to me, does not mean cut your eye out. It means cast the devil out of your hand, which means the devil can dwell in my hand. And I know that to be so because they got people struggling with masturbation. There's a demon on your hand. I don't care what nobody say. You got issues with masturbation? There's, a, there's demons on your hands and on your fingers. You need to have specific prayers targeted to your fingers and your hands. Like, come out in Jesus' name. Come out of my hands in Jesus' name. Now, people misunderstood that statement when I said that a long time ago about when the hand goes like this. You got some silly preachers out there being all literal, 
thinking that I was being absolute in my statement and said that when the hands go like this, uh, that it's a demon. And they went on Facebook and went on a campaign. That's not what I said, because first of all, I got that statement from Derek Prince. Derek Prince says that. What 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 he what what happened was is a demon can potentially dwell in the hands and in the feet and in the eyes. Did you catch it? Well, you gotta strategically say, demon of masturbation, come out of the hand now in Jesus' name. Not that when people's hands are like this, that means they're a demon because there's people with special needs, people with cerebral palsy and all of that stuff. They're not demonized. That is authentic biological chemical imbalance within the body. There's no demon there, but I guess that envy done gripped them hard and they just took what I said and went to another level. That envy, that green eye gotcha, man and woman of God. Another topic for another day. All right. Now watch this. When there is a headache, Maybe, potentially, listen, and you take your Advil, you take your Tylenol, you take whatever it is, you know, uh, that you take uh, to get rid of the headache. And then the headache, listen to me, don't leave. It's a demon. There's a demon there. And it came in. I guarantee you, listen to me, check the track record. What were you doing last night? Watching Netflix to two o'clock in the morning whilst, while scrolling your Facebook. I did a post the other day on Facebook and I meant it. I unfollowed everybody on my Facebook, all 4,980 something friends. I currently only follow 64 people on Facebook. When I accept a new friend request, I immediately unfollow. When it comes to Pagani's page, you have to earn the right for me to watch your stuff. And right now I'm only following about 64 people. Now, what, what am I trying to, what am I saying with this is you, why? Well, very simple. I genuinely believe, I genuinely, and I, and I mean that I'm really not following people. I, I don't follow people. Even my friends, my co even my preacher colleagues, I don't follow them on Facebook, which is why. Anyway, let me get out of that. All right, now watch this. I don't follow people on Facebook. That was not a that was a real post, y'all. In case you're asking, my I could show you if I show you my time, my newsfeed. It is so clean, so I wouldn't even know what people are saying on Facebook about me. I don't even know now. And I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why I did that in 2014. Because demons were attaching themselves to my hands and to my eyes. What do I mean by that? Around 2014, this ministry of deliverance took off and went to the next level. And then it was also a barrage of missiles and bazooka missiles being thrown at my direction concerning deliverance. And guess what? As anyone else, I was overly obsessive with scrolling Facebook. And my fingers was always, man, I was always on my timeline. And I was trying to figure out who was saying this and who was saying that. And I'm going to tell you that there were days that I would get a headache because I was scrolling that Facebook. This was 2004, hard body. Now, did you catch what I'm saying? Now, watch this. Now, um, for my own sanity, 
I heard Denzel Washington say something on one of his interviews around 2014 that he doesn't follow anything that has to do with him on social media or on the blogs. And it was like an epiphany to me. So what I did was I found this app and I unfollowed everybody and I have just had, had mental peace when it comes to deliverance. Not because um, that's narcissistic or whatever. It's because I know me. And I know how addicting Facebook can be. And I know how, you know, I'm not as strong enough for the clapback, man. Like, I go at somebody. So I just said, you know, my eyes causing me to sin. Let me pluck it out. When I unfollowed everybody, watch this. Like a 10-pound bricks lifted off of me, and I got delivered. And I got delivered. Now, that's not the basis of this particular scope, but I'm giving you an example. Watch this. When I did that, the headaches left or the, watch this. I used to scroll my timeline so much, my eyes would hurt. How many, am I being real here? How many of you can be honest and say, man, of God, I, I, I've been there. You know, you're sitting there scrolling, especially when I would post something that was controversial. I'd scroll that timeline and I was watching my posts like a hawk to see who would say something so I could say something. And I got delivered from that stuff. Now, the same principle applies. Watch this. If you find that the next day, after spending an enormous amount of time watching Netflix and, you know, listening to mild secular music, if you wake up the next day, I'm telling you, it is a demon. A demon has attached itself. That's why Paul said, abstain from all appearance of evil, appearance of evil. He wasn't trying to control uh, your behavior or some sort of behavior modification. No, there are real demons attached to this stuff. Let me give you an example how I started. Watch this. When XXX Tentacion, now I don't follow hip hop culture, but I was talking to the young people of my church uh, about the young man because I had heard about him in the airport, right? The following week, he got murdered in Miami, right? So I decide to go on YouTube to follow the trail of, oh, I want to know what happened to this young man. So watch this. So I got caught up. Like for some reason, I was on YouTube for like two to three hours, maybe even more than that. I was, I went through every breakfast club, 106 and uh, 105, you know, Hot 97. I started, uh, I started going through all these feeds trying to get myself up to date. Now I, I haven't followed the culture. Since I got saved, but I was like, man, I want to know who killed this young man. So that led me, watch this, I'm going to show you something. That led me to Takashi 69 didn't know who he was, to mumble rap and all of that stuff. So I got, next thing I know, watch this, true story, true story. I was like, yo, who this, who this 6 9 character? I'm giving you a real example of how this happened. I'm like, who this 6 9 I was already, I was already a fan because he was Latino trolling. And I like that stuff. You know, you know, I'll be going at stuff. I'll be going at people. I'm a troll too sometimes on Facebook. I'll be trolling sometimes. I'll say, a, I'll teach a topic just because I feel like starting something. That's, I'm being honest. I'm being honest. So, you know, cause I, I'm really not scared. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, yo, who this, who this little dude talking? Any, any Spanish from New York. True story. Following day, following day, I woke up with a massive headache, a massive headache. 
I brushed it off. I brushed it off. It only lasted one day because I wanted to know who murdered this young man. So I started following all this stuff. Ended up on Vlad TV. I was like, I want to know about this dude, right? Now watch this. Watch this. Next day I had a headache. I brushed it off. Kept going. All right. But watch this. Here's what I noticed. Every time I get a headache, I have come to the conclusion that the day before I had spent an enormous amount of time secularizing, which means I wasn't on my praying game. I wasn't on my word Bible game. I wasn't around the fellowship of the saints. I wasn't keeping myself listening to godly edifying periscope and Facebook teaching and preaching. I wasn't watching Christian television or whatever the case may be. Doesn't mean you have to be a Christian hermit. And a Christian monk. But what I have, what I am uh, finding out is, what I am finding out is this, that there are demons. Now we know this, but for some reason, the simplicity of what I'm saying is this. Check the track record. If you wake up, listen, and you have a migraine headache and you took your normal medication I'm not talking about you didn't take your diabetes medication and your high blood pressure medication. That could be a factor. Guys, take your medication. All right? I'm not anti-medication. Take your medication. All right? I'm a believer of medication. All right? Take your stuff. But if you have found that the next day you wake up and there's a splitting, splitting headache and all of the, and, and watch this, and irregular bowel movements... It is a demon that came in because of all of your hours in the secular away from his presence. The demon is trying to penetrate. The demon is trying to penetrate. The demon is trying to penetrate. Here's another verse and then I'm out of your way. To help regulate demons and body movements and um, irregular cell uh, movements within the body. There was a young man in the body that had epilepsy. This is what I'm saying. The young man had epilepsy. This is what I'm saying. The young man had epilepsy. Watch this. The disciples couldn't take out the demon. Jesus comes down on the mountain, powered up like a super saiyan, you know, came down the mountain uh, from being transfigured, took the demon out, right? Watch this. I'm going to give you a revelation. I'll probably teach this in my next book because it's not in my first one. All right. Now watch this. The Bible says that the young boy, the young lad, Laid there dead. He just laid there dead. He laid there dead for so long that people thought he was dead. Now, watch this. What, what was going on in that young man's body? I'm going to tell you what's going on. I only shared this one time on Facebook and Periscope, and I took the video down because I just felt the church wasn't ready for it. Watch this. When the demon came out of that young lad, the reason why he was dead or felt or appeared dead he wasn't dead. It was because his physical body was rebooting itself like a computer. The physical body was rebooting itself. And all of the cells that are symbiont and interdependent on adaptation, which means the body begin to build systems around the demon to cope, began to go back in place. 
and the body was getting rebooted like the movie The Terminator when he when he had to reboot himself. When the body rebooted itself, the young boy woke up. That is why many of you, listen to me, and this is going to bless some of you. That is why many of you, when you had a real deliverance, listen to me, listen to me. Many of you got sick for the first couple of days. You had diarrhea. You was vomiting. Uh, you had a fever. And the devil put in your head that your deliverance was not real. I'm here to tell you that your deliverance was real. Your body was detoxing itself and going through a reconfiguration. So therefore, it was releasing all of the toxins that came in as a result of demonic contamination. Your mind was going through cellular reconfiguration. And that's why you were sick for the first couple of days. You had a fever. You know, you had irregular bowel movements and all of that stuff. And then the devil stopped putting in your head saying, uh, gee, your deliverance ain't real. Look what happened. You're not supposed to be going through this when you get a deliverance. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe that deliverance minister put a demons in you. People go, people start going crazy. They start thinking about, well, maybe the minister put a demon in me because how, how is it that I got delivered and now I'm sick for like a week with a flu and with a fever? Your body is rebooting and reconfiguring and resinking itself, S-Y-N-C, resinking itself to God's original design. Well, when you spend an enormous amount of hours secularizing, the demon attaches itself and starts trying to breach, listen, the walls of your spirit to do what? To start reconfiguring. Now watch this. The headache will go away within 24 hours. But what has happened? What has happened? Now your body is in a place of predisposition. Which means now tomorrow you back on YouTube. Finishing the interviews on hip hop culture that you was watching the day before. Did you catch it? Ah. I'm talking good. <laughs> so listen, man, this is a clarity for some of you that are saying, yo, I woke up with a massive migraine and you're trying to figure out what's going on here. I guarantee you check the last couple of days, especially last night or today. I guarantee you, you was Netflixing it hard body for hours or you was hot 97 it. Or Hot 105 and Breakfast Club, Sirius, a shady, shady 45 radio for like five hours, six hours. That's the root of where that headache is coming from. Get delivered. Father Robo, Shama, Retolo, Mando Stukunai, Biliandina, Bretokunama, Malastikande, Vele Stukuna. Leo, Nimondi Stukunande, Brekutula, Breto Koto Stokona, Retalakiandos de Calatino, Randi Kunamandesta, out now in Jesus' name. I come against the demon of Antichrist, demon of worldliness, out now in the name of Jesus. I command you in the name of Jesus Messiah. Find, listen, those of you that are watching me, those of you watching me right now, start renouncing, say, demon of worldliness. 
Demon of Antichrist. Demon of secularism. I renounce you. Get out of my mind now. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it quickly. Quickly. Before the anointing lifts off of me. Before the anointing lifts. Do it. Do it. Do it. Before the trolls start coming in on some what the heck is this craziness going on. You better do it. That's it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it now. Command it to leave. Command it to leave. Now I speak to the angel assigned to your life that's watching me right now. You heard them. Remove that demon. Remove that demon. Remove that demon. Remove that demon right now in Jesus, Jesus mighty name. In Jesus mighty name. In Jesus mighty name. Out, 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 out. I order you to come out. I command you and I adjure you by the authority of the courtroom of heaven. And by the edict of the 24 elders and the, and the four living beings, come out of them now. In the name of Jesus the Christ, son of the living God. Now, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, fill, saturate. Holy Spirit, fill, saturate. Hey, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, fill, saturate, overshadow. Holy Spirit, fill, fill now. Now, now, Holy Spirit, now, find a demon. Find a demon. Smoke the demon out, Lord. Flush the demon out, Lord. Come on, Holy Ghost. Now, in Jesus' name. Come out, 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 out. Demon of Lucifer. Lucifer demon. Demon of Lucifer assigned to music. D Lucifer, you Lucifer, unclean spirit of Lucifer. Come out now, in Jesus' mighty name. Now, in Jesus' name. Erabasha. Holy Spirit, fine, 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 fine. Holy Spirit. Yes, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Holy Spirit. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Spirit of God. 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 We worship you. Worship you now in Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, thank you. I feel it. This feel good, Lord. This feel good. Oh, yeah, Father. I've been taking a break too long from this deliverance thing, Lord. <laughs> Set me on fire again, Jesus. <laughs> Woo! Raise up, raise up, raise up, raise up, Lord, your people now. In Jesus, Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. And amen. And amen. Hey, God bless you, man. Hey, listen, if you have me as a friend on Facebook, Write to me on Facebook, say, man of God, you just, I had an aha moment. I had an aha moment. Aha, uh -huh. write to me, write to me on Facebook. All right, guys, I'm going to give you a few moments. All right, I don't know how long I've been on, but I'm going to give you a few moments. Let's get some, uh, let's get some question and answers going. All right, guys, do me a favor. If you have a question that you want to have addressed, uh, do me a favor, write the word question, then ask the question, copy and paste it. Keep pasting it in the chat room until I see it, because I don't want you to have to keep rewriting it if I don't see it. So feel free to ask your questions. I'll give you a few moments on any particular given topic, but I surely would hope it would be about deliverance. All right. So I want to interact with you guys for a few moments, and then I'm going to Officially, officially log off, officially log off. In the meantime, if you haven't had a chance to buy my book, make sure you buy my book, The Secrets to Deliverance on Amazon, Walmart, Christian book distributors. It is all over. It's all over. 
Yes, go get it on Kindle or get the hardback copy. Uh, as soon as you log off, buy, buy a bunch of these and give them out to your leadership of your church. That's what churches are doing right now. Okay, question coming in. I see you guys. All right, are you coming to England? Yes, I am coming to England. Um, in 2019, I will be in Birmingham. Uh, I will be in Birmingham, England, uh, for a deliverance for a for a deliverance activation. All right, deliverance activation. All right, so I will be in Birmingham, uh, uh, England, in 2019. Okay, what type of demon spirit is on children autism? All right, okay, guys, I'm gonna share this, and you're not, and you're probably not gonna agree with me on this. Uh, but I don't believe autism is a demon. Now, I have parents that disagree with me on that, and we can agree to disagree. But I personally don't believe uh, that autism is a demon. Now, do demons use autism? Demons will use any genetic malfunction and special needs within the human body. Demons will use it to their advantage. But I don't believe that autism is a demon. I believe autism is the direct result of the pharmaceutical industry uh, and a global agenda of the one percenters trying to take people out uh, f for this. That's just me, guys. All right? And you're not going to get me to believe that autism is a demon. I believe uh, that autism is the direct result of some sort of side effect to some kind of medication or what we're eating. Processed foods, something, I don't know, I believe this is just a global agenda uh, from the 1% elite group that is trying to take us out. That's my my gut feeling on that. Uh, I don't believe it's a demon, so I don't have the answer for that. Okay. All right. And we can agree to disagree on that. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Here we go. Is there a demon or spirit that it is called the fear of man? Um, the, there's a demon called the fear of man that is going to be in my new book. That is going to be in my new book, the secrets to deliver, uh, the secrets to generational curses. I'm going to be dealing specifically and heavily with the fear of man. Um, I believe that that's a generational curse, uh, within the bloodline. Um, and I also believe it's a, uh, it's a demon. We're going to be dealing extensively with the, uh, the, the demon of fear, man. I believe that that's a curse coming down the bloodline, uh, and, uh, be on the lookout for that. But yes, I believe there's one demon. Uh, demon of fear of man, fear of man. All right. Uh, you are a dead man walking. Uh, I doubt that. I'm ready to die for this thing. All right. So I count it a privilege and I, and I mean that. All right. Uh, all right. Next. Uh, okay. Do you use a school of apostles and prophets to study the Bible? Uh, no, I do not. I don't use anybody's uh, curriculum to study the Bible or revelation that you see uh, that I have shared. Uh, I have never gotten a message off the Internet. Um, I have never used Hebrew and Greek, even though I have a Hebrew and Greek key study word Bible there, a uh, King James Version. Um, I have never. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't follow other preachers. I know that sounds narcissistic. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I don't really follow other preachers like that. Even preachers that I share venues with, I don't really even read their stuff. And I'm going to tell you why. I never want to be accused of stealing anybody's revelation. Um, the only books that I have read that you see there, with the exception of Apostle John Eckhart, Apostle John Eckhart, Guillermo Maldonado, the generals, I read their stuff. 
I don't read any of my contemporaries. I don't read it. I don't watch their videos. If I do log on a live video, I'm doing it to show them that I'm supporting them and I'll watch the video. Uh, but that's very rare. I'm sorry, guys. I'm very meticulous when it comes to that because I know when people steal my revelation, I can hear it. I tailor make my revelation to sound like Pagani. I know when somebody steals my stuff. And hey, man, I, I don't say anything. All revelation belongs to the Holy Spirit. Uh, but um, if I do use um, apostolic curriculum, it will probably be uh, Apostle John Eckhart. Um, and, may, and maybe some of the real, real apostolic generals. My apostle, Apostle and Bishop Tudor Bismarck, has amazing, phenomenal apostolic and prophetic curriculum. My apostle is a beast. I don't care what nobody say. I, I love being under Jabula New Life. Love my covering. Um, that's about it, guys. I don't read anything new. And if I do buy a book from my contemporary colleagues, it's to support them. I haven't even read it. I'm being honest with you. Nobody could ever. If anybody was to ever accuse me of stealing, I would know they're lying because I don't, I don't Call it narcissism, man. I, I'm protecting my own unique identity and anointing in my own style. I, I don't follow, I don't follow people's stuff. Sorry, y'all. I wish I did, but, uh, uh, okay, okay. Do I know Hebrew? No, I do not. Okay, what actions? Next question. Uh, what actions must you take to walk out plus maintain deliverance? Uh, from the Antichrist. Okay, give me more. What do you mean by Antichrist? Antichrist has many levels. Antichrist has many hues and shades of color. Give me an example. What do you mean by Antichrist? All right, and there's Antichrist as far as eschatology, end time world events. There's Antichrist concerning false doctrine. There's Antichrist concerning worldliness. There's many, many different levels of uh, about. All right, so let me know. Okay. All right, next question. Okay, love it. Love the questions, guys. Love the questions. All right. Can witchcraft make someone an atheist? Uh, may have happened to a person I love. Uh, witchcraft can make anyone believe anything if they open themselves up to it. For the word witchcraft uh, does not actually mean satanic worship. It just means manipulation. Uh, and not only that, uh, witchcraft is also rebellion. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, all right? Uh, so uh, I believe that witchcraft, or rather, someone be can become under the influence of someone else if they allow themselves to be open to that. And there can be many reasons why we do that. Um, our parents, we completely open ourselves up to those uh, that we look up to. Our pastors, our government officials, police officers, uh, school teachers, you name it. When you watch a TV show, you're under the network's uh, witchcraft or craft of the witch or, or manipulation and influence. All right. So I'd say yes, depending on if they allow themselves to be open to that. They allow themselves to be open to that. All right. Um, how can anyone steal revelation coming from the Holy Spirit? No, they do not steal a revelation. They steal a particular preacher's presentation, line of thinking and style that can be stolen. I know one person who took my whole sermon, true story, took my whole sermon. Uh, and preached it at their church. Happened to be, I saw the video because I love to learn about deliverance uh, from anybody. I, I listen and I learn. And when I watched the video, it was my sermon word for word. That person was with me at the church that I preached it in. 
and went and preached it. When I, as a matter of fact, I thought I was bugging. I took my leadership and I sent it to my leadership and my leadership within 10 minutes says, pastor, that's your revelation. They said things the way I said it, like catch that. Am I talking good? Nobody says that. Nobody says that. So when I say, did you catch that? Or I'm talking good. Uh, that ain't the, that's the Holy Ghost, but that's Pagani with the Holy Ghost. Somebody was to say that, baby, you got that from me. Now, I don't care. Baby, you know where you got that from. So I reached out to the apostle. It was an apostle and they got defensive and they said that all holy, all revelation belongs to the Holy Spirit. I was like, yeah, of course. Uh, but you didn't even flip it up to make it be your revelation. You, plagiarized my teaching and then threw a little bit of your sasong on that in adobo and goya i was like dude you know needless to say the following week when they went back to the church they started taking indirect shots at me saying you got all these preachers thinking that revelation belongs to them revelation don't belong to us but baby man if i helped you form it and i and i inspired you just say, yo, man, like I got this from somebody or whatever. You don't have to even say my name, but don't preach it like you're original. Like I learned a lot of deliverance through a Jezebel that I was, I'm going to leave that one alone. All right. I'm not original in everything I do in deliverance. I learned it from someone. Catch that. All right. <laughs> Next question. All right. Good stuff. All right. All right, next question. They didn't pay the price to get it. Yes, they didn't pay the price to get it. Love it, love it, love it. Exactly. All right. What are the consequences of imitation? Actually, uh, mental encryption. All right, let me share a secret with you. This whole stuff about if you take my revelation, you're going to face the demons that I face. That's not true. That's a preacher mad throwing a curse on you. Let me tell you what's going to happen. When you plagiarize someone's revelation um you can own you enter into repetition which means you repeat what you learn but you got no insight on it which means the revelation stops where the plagiarism stops which means like let me give you an example um i say this frequently you know i'm waiting for the day that any uh respected uh christian figure wants to moderate moderate a debate can a Christian have a demon, you know, and televise it and me and them go scripture for scripture about the topic with one rule that whoever wins the debate, the other one has to renounce. Uh, I'm at the place right now that I want to have and I've been waiting all these years to have a moderated debate with any theologian on can a Christian have a demon. And if I lose a debate, I will renounce deliverance forever. But if I win, you have to embrace deliverance. Now, uh, now watch this. Watch this. With that being said, when I have a particular line of thinking, if you take my revelation on deliverance the way I teach it, you can only do about 15 minutes of that and then your mind blocks. And then when people start asking you, well, what does this mean? Well, what does that mean? You don't know because you didn't get the revelation. Now with me, I have, I have 66 ways uh, to prove that a Christian can have a demon. From Revelation, I can prove it in almost every book except Philemon. Uh, uh, Philemon, I can't prove a Christian have a demon. And Second John and Third John, I can prove it through First John. Uh, which means I have a thread 
of deliverance going down, which means what's this? I have insight, which means if you if you came at me in different type of ways to ask the question, I'll be able to pull from when a person plagiarizes, they can't do that. They have to stick to what they taught. And then when you start asking them questions, uh, uh, things start getting a little wacky. All right. Let's keep let's keep going. All right. Good question. Good. Uh, good. Uh, good. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Good question. Keep them coming. All right. That's good. They aren't in the realm to continue to receive that revelation. Honor gives that access. Yes. 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 Honor. Honor does give that access. All right. Revelation is different from style. Give me more. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? All right. Let me let me share a secret with you. It's not all the Holy Ghost. Now, that's a heavy statement because I know we're religious. But let me tell you something. It's called the law of Moses. I rest my case. Um, the books of the Bible are not Holy Ghost books. They are written, inspired by the Holy Ghost. They have a name. The book of John is not Holy Ghost. It's Holy Ghost through John. So the book is John. Did you catch it? Law of Moses. We know it's the law of God, but it's law of Moses. Moses' name is attached to it. So is every revelation. There's a name attached to it. Honor the name. All right, honor the name. All right, so if you start teaching revelation about the rooms and compartmentalization and deliverance, baby, you got that from this. That there's no other deliverance book that actually talks about that. Baby, at least say Pagani somewhere. <laughs> All right. Next question. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. All right. All right. Do you attract people that are in witchcraft even if they don't know you? What's the wise way to handle to handle. Good question by my sister Sarah. Okay, I'm going to share something with you. Um, I haven't had any backlash for deliverance since I've been doing deliverance. And I'm going to tell you why. I keep myself in the place of honor. Honor makes you demon proof. I haven't had a witch. I only had one witch ever confront me. That was in Holland. And you guys seen the video. Alright, you saw what happened. Um, witches don't confront me. Witch doctors, no better. Uh, spirits and witches don't come in my house at three o'clock. I've never had a shadow walk in my house hallways. I never been choked at three o'clock in the morning. Uh, I respect the spirit realm. Spirit realm respects me. I honor the spirit realm and I also honor the kingdom of darkness. Not in the sense of, uh, you know, like godly honor, but I know better to mess around. I know better. I've never stepped out of my jurisdiction. So they've never come to my house. Um, so I don't know how to answer that question because I've never had that happen to me. And I've cast out, I've done over 400 deliverance sessions, traveled the globe and have never had any backlash in any confrontation in anything. Um, because of honor, I believe honor keeps us demon proof. All right. I respect the spirit realm. I respect demons, they respect me back, which means I don't mess with them, they come in my jurisdiction, then I then I don't step outside of my boundaries, which means people come to get delivered, they come in my jurisdiction, and I handle that. Um, I don't step out of my jurisdiction, they don't bother me. I don't bother them, they don't bother me outside of my jurisdiction. All right. Hey, all right. 
Why are we attacked for interceding for someone? Most of the time, it's because you're not, um, you're not within your jurisdiction. That's why having a spiritual father and a spiritual mother is so important because you're pulling on that jurisdiction. Baby, the devil try to come at me. They don't just come at me. They come, they come at Jabula New Life, Tudor Bismarck, my overseers, Hugh Daniel Smith, Bishop Roberts. It's not just me, man. And every preacher that respects me and validates me like a father figure, meaning like people that I look up to, like Prophet Todd Hall, you know, um, Apostle Ivory Hopkins. That's like my uncle. You know what I'm saying? Like when they come at me, there's a whole army behind me of people that validate me. So I, my jurisdiction is enforced. So um, when you start interceding for people and you have gone beyond the realm of your jurisdiction in the realm of the spirit, they're gonna, there's gonna be backlash. Now, some of that backlash could be short-lived. Others can be extinguished upon, you know, upon the attack. But I would tell you this, uh, find out the legalities of the people that you're interceding for, because you could be interceding for someone who has broken and violated all the legalities in the spirit realm. And you're sitting there praying for Saul, and God is telling Samuel, like, yo, stop praying. Uh, stop praying for Saul. All right? I'm going to have to respect you. Uh, I'm going to have... Oh, my God. I didn't see it. Uh, so, okay. I have to respect you for doing a scope like this. Thanks. Hopefully, next time we can discuss a few. Okay, good. Thank you. How do you get rid of the dark shadow of uh, the dark shadows? Uh, find the legalities of where you're breaking the rules uh, in your home or who else in your home is breaking the rules and provide intercession like Job. Job chapter 1 um, is perfect verse for... Uh, cleansing your house from demonic contamination is powerful, powerful intercession. And there's a wall of fire that God begins to expand within your house. Um, and uh, let me give you an example. I just bought a new home. I just bought a new home. You guys know that I bought a new home, uh, about two acres of property. You, do you know that I still haven't dedicated this house to the Lord? I haven't had a demonic. I, I don't know what the previous owners did before I got here. I haven't had one demonic manifestation in this house yet. I haven't dedicated this house to the Lord yet. I still haven't, I haven't even done a welcoming. I still haven't even done a warming up, welcoming. Let's dedicate this house to the Lord. Dedicate the property. Ah, oh, no. As soon as I signed that lease, as soon as I signed that lease, uh, that, uh, that, uh, mortgage. What? It's my property. Demon's gone. <laughs> I'll eventually do a dedication, but I haven't done it yet. And I've been here like for a long time. <laughs> Demon's got to get up out of here. And the previous owners were not Christian. All right. Let's keep going. Good question. Good question. All right. I think that's about it, guys. I'm about to log off. I don't see uh, any more questions coming down. Uh, I've stepped out before trying to help my hurting sis. Started dealing with being held down. Okay. That, you know, what about taking territory? Uh, what about taking territory for God? Again, that goes with jurisdiction and rank. That's why Jabez said, Lord, enlarge my territory. If God enlarges your territory, then the legality is that territory is mine. The children of Israel cannot remove the giants unless God had given them the land. You don't just conquer the land and remove the giant. God has to tell you that land is yours. Then you just dispossess the demon spirit that's occupying there. That's what it means to take territory. Let me give you an example. Um, I have one of the fastest growing churches in the Bronx. God has not told me that my church will be the church to take over New York City. I, and I've been pastoring 16 years. 
I, my jurisdiction is the Bronx. You know what I'm saying? Like, it'd be, it'd be popping in my house. Jesus. And my house is straight and perfect. You come in there and it'd be like, whoa. All these ragtag gangsters and entrepreneurs and black, white, uh, Hispanic, meshing together, deliverance, all that good stuff. But God has not told me. I haven't even received a prophetic word in our church throughout all the years that God, that God's going to give me the key to New York City. No. You know, and I won't even try to do that. I'm going to take over the Bronx. Bronx is mine, period. <laughs> uh, but um, I cannot take over New York City just because my church is operating there. God has to specifically say, New York City is yours. And then I go and dispossess what's in the city. Now, I do have influence with political leaders and government officials. You guys saw the pictures I put on Facebook. I was just, uh, I was just honored. I was just, I was just given a citation from the Bronx. Uh, and they acknowledged it as Apostle, Apostle Alexander Pagani, uh, from the Bronx, uh, for my work as an Apostle in the Bronx. But even with that, I can't sit here and say, Bronx is, uh, New York City. You gotta have the instruction and God has to legally, uh, remove the devil in the heavens in the courtroom and then find, uh, an ambassador to legislate that thing. On the earth, all right? So I operate differently and nobody's going to get me. That's why I don't be joined. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, that's why I join unity services. But when I when these people start rallying up about, let's take down the ruling principality, uh, Pagani's not going. I'm not going. If God has not talked to me, I'm not going. And most of these pastors, God is not talking to them to do that. Uh, we're going to do it. Let's get all the pastors together and pull down the ruling principality. Did God tell you to do that? Uh, is that what God wants for New York City? You can't just go out and do it because we can do it. Uh, I don't operate like that. And that's why most of those pastors that do that stuff end in, end in adultery, church be, church split, and all of that stuff. Uh, you're not going to get me to do that. You're not going to get me to do that. All right. All right. All right. A question is, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. All right. I'm going to answer about two more, two, three more questions. I'm done. Okay. Somebody asked is, how do you know... Uh, how do you find out your rank, jurisdiction, and legalities? Okay, number one. Number one, God has to visit you personally, not through a prophecy. No, God speaks to you. God visits you personally, Abram. Did you catch it? God personally visits you, John, on the island of Patmos. God visits you personally, Saul of Tarsus. God visits you personally, John the Baptist. God visits you personally, Jesus, son of Mary. God has to personally visit you personally. You have to have an encounter, a real encounter with the God of heaven. I had one. Mine was in prison. That's how I got saved. And that's why the 700 Club is going to be at my church the 18th and the 19th uh, to record my life story. Because I did have an encounter with Jesus himself. Jesus came in myself uh, and uh, told me to follow him and that he would send me to do what I'm doing now. See what I'm saying? So, um, if there is no divine encounter and visitation with God and the person themselves, you can forget about it. Second thing, when God does give you the encounter, he will send you an Ananias to confirm that, which means this, God will send you high-ranking people to rank you. That is why in our ministry, we have had uh, Prophet Jose Font validate us one of the most powerful prophets in all the Spanish churches in the world. 
We have had Prophet Todd Hall, Dr. Todd Hall. Uh, for a brief moment, we had uh, Brian Keith Williams when he uh, gave me the mic at the Glory Gathering. Uh, we have had um, Bishop Apostle Tudor Bismarck. Uh, tomorrow, I'm supposed to be meeting with Rodney Howard Brown. Um, he's in Connecticut. Um, his youth pastor made the connection with me and him. Um, God will send you an Ananias to validate uh, what he is doing because their word uh, holds weight. Do you see what I'm saying? So um, that is why we recorded my consecration by uh, Tudor Bismarck and put it on Facebook. Ain't nobody going to argue with Tudor Bismarck. Ain't nobody going to sit there and say, Tudor Bismarck got it wrong. Pagani ain't no apostle. You know, like, come on. So it's, number two is God will send somebody uh, that's a high, high rank to validate you. Number three is the Apostle Paul immediately began to grow in his knowledge, which means uh, the fruits will be evident. Now, here is where I differ with many of my apostolic colleagues. I believe some of you that are watching me, uh, many of the generals don't think you're an apostle, but I think you really are an apostle. It's just you have been severely overlooked and undertrained, which means many of you have never been trained. Some of you look and sound religious. Uh, some of you are unpolished, undefined. If I was to look at it by fruit, I would be like, you ain't no apostle. You just a pastor who's apostolic. But the truth is, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Some of you have never had a spiritual father. Some of you have never had proper training. Some of you are just rough around the edges, man. And I believe that you are a real fivefold apostle. And maybe right now you don't know the fatherhood revelation. And maybe you don't got churches under you. But in about 10 years, you will. Maybe right now you still... Uh, got that religious zeal and you sound religious and you're still about that super holiness stuff. In 10 years, you're going to be endowed with grace. Um, that's why I differ with some of my uh, present apostolic colleagues. They're very, very literal. Like if they don't see it, they won't even call you it by your name. They'll just call you by your last name. And that's not fair. That's not fair. Uh, because Tudor, Tudor Bismarck and them, they believed in me. When everyone was like, yo, who the heck is this guy, man? Like Facebook yelling at everybody. And they saw it in me. They were like, you got it, son. You got it. Uh, you got it. It's just you. Dr. Todd Hall straight up told me, he said, I don't call nobody apostle. I called you apostle publicly. But here's what he told me. He said, you just never been fathered good. That's what he told me. He said, so you don't know how to submit to fathers. He said, because you've never in your whole Christian experience never... You just don't know how to submit to a father. He said, that's your issue, but you're a real apostle. You really got it. And I believe that with many of you. Many of you got it. You got it. You just don't know how to. You never been. Nobody took the time to train you. Listen, man. And I feel like crying right now because I feel, I feel right now, I really feel the burden of the Lord for some of you. Maybe I'll close with this. Some of you are a real fivefold minister, but your fivefold apostolic uh, people around you, they don't see it in you. Um, and rightly so, it doesn't look like it, but you really are it. It's just, you need deliverance. You, you need someone with strong character to really mold you. You still got that, uh, old wineskin thing about you. And, um, and you're trying to fit in and they're trying to, 
you know, some of my, my, you know, some of these coverings be wanting finished products. Baby, listen, your father's and your mother is out there somewhere. And they will see the unfinished product with you. And they'll go, you know what? Nobody else sees it. I'll take you in. Come here. And they'll work with you. I love my covering. And they work with me with no other covering. And I say this publicly. All these venues I'm sharing with, none of these apostles and prophets wanted to really get me in their covering. To the Bismarck, Jabula Nulai, they were like, we see it in you, son. You got it. As a matter of fact, we want to, they told me, Shara, we want to nurture that. We love your zealousness. Let us polish that because we, let me tell you exactly what they told me. We know where you're headed and where you're headed, you need a governing voice that's already there because you're going to be dealing with ruling principalities and powers and, uh, and, and you don't need someone to see you as an asset. You need someone who can be in covenant with you. Listen, man, if you're looking for a real covering about covenant, you need to get in Jabula. Don't get caught up with all this other stuff. No, 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 no. My, my apostle be, be about that. He's a genius at nurturing and say, come on, come on, come on. And we'll harness that. That's what they told me. They said, Pagani, we will harness that. I love them. I love them. I'm with them to, I ride or die to the death. I, I'm just not getting no tattoo. And that's not a shot. It's just a joke. I love my, I love my Jabula family. I just ain't getting no tattoo about it. And that's just a humorous joke. Don't get serious. See what I'm saying? And some of you, your covering is out there. Your covering is out there. Your covering is out there. Listen, man, if I could pitch this thing to you, you need to come in the covering I'm in. <laughs> Jabula New Life to the Bismarck, baby. Apostle Bishop to the Bismarck. You need to come over here. All right. Let these, let these relationship with real covenant brethren who will launch you to that next level. Stay encouraged. My apostolic prophetic people who are unpolished and wild olive branches, your call to the fivefold. Just be patient. God is sending somebody to you that's going to help you get to that next level. <laughs> I love you. I love you guys. I love you guys. I'm out. And the tattoo thing was a joke. Please uh, don't do no rebuttal videos. I'm not going to see it anyway because I don't follow nobody on Facebook that isn't like really close, close, close friends. I wouldn't even see it. But don't do it. It's a waste of a post. All right. It was just a joke. All right. Love you. All right. If you're looking for information on our covering, just find me on Facebook. I'll point you in the right direction. Love you guys. The Lord's favor, grace, blessing be upon all of you in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. I'm out. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible. 